Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, hello. Welcome. This is Better Than Yesterday. It is a podcast here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. And we go back to 2013. I'm Osher Ginsberg and I'm a, a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a TV host. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. And I'm currently bringing a live satirical news show to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And I wanted to play you a little bit of one of the shows that we've done here, which is going really well. It's bonkers to be a part of it. It's incredible. The team are doing so well. I adore my cast and I adore every audience member that's showing up. And it's wild. The other night I asked people in the audience to put their hands up. I don't know, it was a hundred people or so. Like, how many people listen to the podcast? Like three people put their hands up. It's like, how many people watch uh, any TV stuff that I do? Four people put their hands up. Like, and I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing creating something? <laughs> it's like, completely misses like the Venn diagram of the people that are actually interested in the thing that I'm making at the moment from the people I already speak to. It's like, they're not even on the same page. So it's wild, right? It's really interesting to be doing something that is so new and so challenging and parts of it are really hard. Some nights we work really hard. I've been speaking to Heggy and he was like, mate, I've never done two great shows in a row. And it's stuff like, like just wisdom like that, that I've never experienced doing a show like this. I've never done a nightly live theatre show ever, I don't think. Oh, high school musicals, but it was like three nights and that was it. Like I'm, I'm building muscles of just being with the performance and everything for every reason, my performance, audience, whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever variables go into it not being great or as great as it could be. I'm building resilience against that. And it's so hard. One thing that I did notice the other night, Audrey was uh, down here for a couple of days with Wolfie, which is wonderful. And after the show, I was explaining to her, it's like my body feels like I have to scratch the biggest itch in the world. Like I want to like either vomit or poo or like there's this 
deep welling thing within me that I want to fix something about, like, I'm only seeing the holes. And she's like, what are you talking about? The show was hilarious. I laughed from the front to the back. It was brilliant. That's the night that the ear reviewer from The Age came along and said we were thoroughly enjoyable, which I'm very grateful for. And I was like, yeah, but there's that and the other. She goes, I didn't notice any of that. All I saw was you guys just being fucking hilarious and fast and funny and brilliant. I don't know what you're talking about. You're thinking about another show. And I was saying to her, like, say, I know you're right, but this feeling inside me wants to do something to fix whatever that this feeling is, whether it's send an email or send a text or rewrite something or start writing already for the next day or doing something. And I was saying to her, I am just having to learn during this experience here in Melbourne, I'm learning to just be with that feeling of discomfort for about two hours or so. And then it kind of goes away. And then I'll wake up the next day and go, huh, that's actually really good. And it was a really great show. And people laughed. And when I watched the footage back, it was like, actually, no, it was really fucking good. It was a great show. It was really good. And I'm learning a lot about just because I feel it doesn't make it real. And I know that. I know it feelings aren't facts. But the evidence of it and being so viscerally with it and this feeling in my body and then seeing the evidence, video evidence that disproves the feeling in my body is interesting and it's an interesting journey. And I'm grateful for it because in my job, there's little opportunities for ascension. So, hey, you're on camera. Great. Like, where's the pathway to CEO from there? You know, it's, it, it's tricky. So, I achieve those challenges by giving myself new, new challenges, you know, by ascending in the aspects of my career, like podcasting and uh, live speaking and public speaking and doing keynotes and this show. And bro, it is awesome. I'm learning a lot and it is fucking fun. You're about to hear what happened the night that Georgia Love came to visit us and it was amazing. I love my news team so much and I am so grateful that Georgia showed up and was such a good sport about what went down, which you're about to hear. Enjoy. Welcome. I'm glad you made it out of the house. Are you ready for the news? <laughs> Keep that applause going for the NTNN and then news team. Claire Kavanaugh, Orion Wilgowski, Alex Reynolds, Josh McGee. Festival, Claire and Alex and John all have solo shows. All right, so if you see what they're if you see what they're doing tonight and go, I really like them, well then you get you can go and support them and see more of them. So um, we have our news team, these are our intrepid reporters. Uh, but what's a news broadcast without the weather reporter? Hmm? We can't do tonight without the weather. So would you please welcome our very special guest weather reporter, a, a person who uh, was a newsreader, took a break from being a newsreader, and then became a newsreader once again. She's been through a lot to get here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Georgia Love! <laughs> Here she is. Uh, you, you have done news uh, in Tasmania. You've done regional Australian TV news, uh, which is brilliant. Uh, you've done a lot of live stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment that when you think about live news that really kind of makes you think, this, this could have never happened anywhere else? 
Well, there are many, many, many stories of that. I think there's never anything that is live that goes really well. I mean, apart from tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that will be fine. But I think probably one of the stories that made me learn a lot the most was Tassie's small uh, in many ways. The media landscape is small, um, the island itself is small and the pool of eligible men is small. <laughs> so for that reason, after a certain amount of time, people start looking maybe a little better than they otherwise may have. Uh-huh. Like a nightclub at 3am when the lights are on. Oh, no, before the lights oh, go on. Oh, right, okay. Before, before. Uh, so one such person who started over the years that I was there, starting to look a little more attractive um, to me, was the 53-year-old Premier of Tasmania. <laughs> So it became a little bit of a joke between me and my friends who worked in the media, um, you know, that, you know, would. Uh, (laughs) Fast forward. I'm no longer working in Tasmania. I'm back in Melbourne. I'm working on the news here. And one night I was working as a guest panellist on the project. Mm -hmm. We've all heard of the project. Uh, I'll let you in a little bit behind the curtains with the project. It is very, every night the show is very well rehearsed beforehand. Live TV can go really badly. The show is a well-oiled machine. Everything's rehearsed throughout the day. You kind of know which questions are coming at you. You know which questions you're going to ask. And it's the guests that have everything kind of live and off the cuff. But I wasn't a guest, I was a panellist. So you can imagine my surprise when, after a story about a survey saying that 80% of people thought that Liberal politicians were more attractive than Labor politicians... Where did they conduct this survey? (laughs) Peter Hellyer, uh, an absolute stalwart of the industry, turns to me with question without notice, which was not meant to happen, and said... Well, Georgia, are there any politicians you find attractive? (laughs) Now, when you're doing live television, you know that a second sounds like a minute. And dead air is the worst possible thing you can have. So in the smallest amount of time, you need to go through everything in your brain that you could say, how it could go wrong, how it could go right. Or, if you're me, you just think, what would my friends find funny? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And you say on national TV, live, well, the Premier of Tasmania is a bit of a daddy. Oh. (laughs) Mm. And immediately you go, what have I done? (laughs) Oh, good, it's funny, bit of a gag, bit of a laugh. I don't work there anymore, never have to see him again. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Until the Hobart Cup. Uh You think you're safe. There's no birdcage. It's not Flemington. You can hide amongst the crowds. Uh, And I see Premier Will Hodgman walking in my vicinity. Excellent. So I immediately go like this, behind everyone I know. I've got this huge fascinator on, a very loud dress, and I try to be as invisible as possible. Yeah. And as I step back like this, I contact with the Premier. I'm thinking he's going to go, well, this is embarrassing. I'll step away. No, no, no. He goes like this. Georgia! Barges on over. Amazing. Remember when you called me hot on the project? (laughs) So, needless to say, I can never step foot in Tasmania again and there's an AVO out against me with the Premier. Wow. Does anyone think he's hot? (laughs) Woo! Yes! (laughs) All right, let's do the show! All right, you guys ready? Yeah! Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm drinking water out of a Jedwood cup. 
Because fuck yeah. Justin, roll the theme song! Tonight, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Nurses fear for safety and meet a rise in patient violence. Nee, how much time will we have now that state and federal governments are banning TikTok? Tanks for the memories. Russia to potentially send 70-year-old tanks into battle. And what the heck? Student loans balloon under inflation rising. It's Tuesday, April the 4th, 2023. And live from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, this is NTNN NNN. Today, the Victorian and the Australian government confirmed TikTok is to be banned on all government devices. Now, this just days after Daniel Andrews returned from China. Well, this is good news for many Australians who think more precautions should be taken on cybersecurity. It's terrible news for any ministers that have spent the last three months in media training perfecting their trending thirst trap videos. Now, with such a swift ruling on the ban, immediately following his return from China, we can't help but wonder, what did Dan Andrews see while he was over there? <laughs> Joining me to discuss this, John Glover, the Shadow Minister for Refugee Persecution, <laughs> who has an at-home cooking TikTok that has done really well to humanise him. Uh, the Perth educated Josh McGee, who is a part of China's Secret Service, and Claire Kavanagh, who doesn't know if she should delete the app, which is currently more important than her own children for at least two hours every single day. Now, Josh, uh, look, I'll start with you. What could possibly be the reason behind Dan Andrews wanting to ban TikTok mere hours after he returned home from your country? I mean, should we call him Dictator Dan or Tick-Taker Dan? <laughs> uh, it's really outrageous uh, that he would do this. Uh, it's obviously all his fault. Um, and I, I think it's, it's xenophobic, really. It's, it's racist and uh, the kids just want to get online. John, national security has always been a big part of any coalition platform. How do you feel that hundreds of hours of work building your profile is about to vanish? That is one of the most depressing things I've heard all day. Honestly, I, I, as the shadow minister, I get a lot of attention online. Uh, I think you'll know. Uh, and I just reached the one million mark on TikTok. And now what? What am I supposed to do with that? Get voted in? <laughs> this is Labor Victoria. It's not going to happen. Claire, is this government overreach? Oh, well, Osha, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not on politics side of TikTok, but I, I do need to keep watching because I'm this close to being diagnosed with ADHD and maybe I'm queer now. So I, 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 just, need, I just need a little bit more time with the app, please. Josh, what, what happened with Dan in, in China? Why is he suddenly so afraid of TikTok? Well, we have been um, tracking his every move there. Um, I can't really reveal why, why but uh, let me tell you, he's actually got some swag and some drip himself um, from some of the, uh, his uploads. But yeah, look, it's really obviously some kind of secret shadow world government uh, that he's a part of. 
Um, and it's not that sick. Dan just commented, get that coin on one of my videos. He's yeah. very online. That guy. He's, He's very, very online. Very online. Get on the beers. More like get on the TikTok. <laughs> now, John, as the shadow minister, with your TikTok income now potentially in jeopardy, are you going to make the move to OnlyFans? I mean, is that an invitation? I, I could... My channel is called Julianning with John, but perhaps I could get some other J words in there. Jerking it. Oh, Osher, you're giving me ideas. Don't. We can talk about it afterwards. So I've got to go live on TikTok right now, actually. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm just live at NTNN NNN. Uh, I brought some oven mitts with me today. I will be selling them online uh, <laughs> shortly after this. Uh, and this is my, my friend Josh. Tell them what you do. Um, I'm an educator, no cap. <laughs> We're probably the swaggiest bunch around. That's right. So. We're going to be making a souffle tonight at the ripe old hour of 11.59. Uh, <laughs> extended version on OnlyFans. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Uh, Claire, obviously with this going to go out the window, you're probably going to, I don't know, spend some more time with your family. You must be looking forward to that. Oh, no, I actually, uh, I'm, I've decided to get back on Twitter. Uh, I think that's where everything's happening. I just, um, I've just bought a blue tick, so I think I'll, have, I think I'll get a lot of um, feedback there. Well, tumultuous times in the world of social media. Thank you for joining us and talking through it, everybody. I really appreciate it. And if, you know, selective sovereign data security is an important thing to you, then make sure you catch Get Zucked. It's a one-hour special about how we should all feel just fine that American tech companies can not only shape our experience of the world, influence our politics, literally track our every move and listen to every conversation we have, including this one. But Chinese company, oh, you must hate the free market and democracy. That's tonight at 10 on NTNN NN Plus, our special streaming platform. In good news for people who don't want to be conscripted to die in World War III, Russia appears to be struggling to continue its war against Ukraine. Reports this week suggest that the Russian army may be sending 70-year-old tanks to the front line, which, besides being invented before the silicon chip, may have other disadvantages given their age, like not understanding how supermarket self-checkout works. <laughs> oh, and being fucking racist. Last time these tanks engaged with modern tanks, the ex exchange was described by military analysts as like a bicycle against a motor car. Now, this may come as welcome news to the Australian Defence Forces, who are still rolling with the M113A armoured personnel carrier, a vehicle that first saw action when Australian troops were in the Vietnam War. <laughs> and it is still a vital part of our northern deterrent capacity. I'm not making this up. We have 450 of them. The NTNN NNN news team has more. Tanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe they should stay there. Hardware for our militaries around the world are constantly in an arms race. If you're behind the mark, you're the one that's going to be blown up. So, what happens when your country runs out of the latest military hardware? Well, you have to make do, and you have to improvise. Make do? She's just as good as the day I bought her. Yeah! Oh. 
Okay. She runs smooth, baby. I'm here on the front lawn of the uh, <laughs> Australian military base. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, um, you care a lot oh, about oh, oh, this oh, machine. Oh, oh, watch out the paperwork. Watch out the paperwork. Oh, Marty. Yeah. You washing it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You gonna put some fresh oil in it? Because I, I, last time you turned the engine on, I could hear it. You Whoa, know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Make sure your missus is is home because uh, she's she's gonna get wet. I don't know. Oi! <laughs> no, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. What? Don't you can't. No, no, I'm calling. You can't say that about my missus. No, I was just I was just trying to do some like. Yeah. Okay. We can do we can do some material about the tank, but yeah. you start bringing in Janelle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> My ears are ringing. I heard a tank. <laughs> can I just, can I just interrupt for a moment? No, you um, can't just interrupt for a moment because sorry. this idiot is disrespecting my lovely wife. We have been married for 48 and a half years now. Get out of the way. <laughs> you can't deny the tank's power, okay? Uh, it's not me, it's the tank. Shut up. Start the fucking tank already. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, it is in battle oh, station mode. That cannon is armed. It is dangerous, as you can see. It's a weapon. It's a weapon that if we use it Everybody against... Everybody stop talking! <laughs> no, babe, you don't need it this long. Get, get off, no. It's You're so... irritating me! <laughs> well, it may <laughs> not appeal to... What? what just happened? I think if you've never seen that before, have you? <laughs> no, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it seems uh, we might not get off the hook in our next conflict, but we may just get off. Yeah. So, unless things improve here, at least the military personnel will be satisfied. But let's see what happens in our next world war. Oh. Watch the paintwork. Watch the paintwork. But I'm sorry. I better get out of here. Back to you in the studio, Washer. NTNN and NNN. Thanks very much, team. And if you'd like to stay prepared for the possibility of an eventual nuclear Armageddon, make sure you watch our brand new show. It's called Bunker Buddies. Each week, a team of highly armed, paranoid neckbeards <laughs> will show you all the skills you'll need to survive the apocalypse. It's mostly just being okay with breathing other people's farts. <laughs> Mondays at nine here on NTNN. NNN. Overseas now, and Italians who use English and other foreign words in official communications could be fined up to 100,000 euros in new legislation proposed by Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney's far-right Brothers of Italy party. And now I think I speak for all of us when I say, Mamma mia! <laughs> words like dispenser, computer and empathy could be outlawed... <laughs> could be completely outlawed in government offices, schools and universities, as according to the draft bill, the use of English words demeans and mortifies the Italian language. Now, that is tough talk from the country that invented the Bunga Bunga Party. <laughs> but could we see such cultural defences set up around Australian language? Anyone who's heard a five-year-old Aussie kid that watches way too much YouTube has felt a chill down their spine as they pronounce the hard letter R at the end of a word. We cross now to the big centre of conventional knowledge studies 
or big cocks for more. That's right, Osha. I'm here at Big Cocks, and I'm I'm chatting today with some everyday fellow Australians who believe that we should protect our language no matter the cost. Now, I am speaking here with a woman who we had to rope into this interview. I'm getting paid, right? Uh, no, this, I'm sorry. This is free to air. It's live on television. It's fucking too late now anyway. All right, let's go. Okay, well, as you can see, language like that is very common in the Australian discourse. Uh, Dis what? Discourse. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's like a... A, a race course? <laughs> no, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, well, <laughs> so, uh, could you tell me, madam, what kind of words do you think we need to protect in our Australian culture? Oh, this is great. Uh, Chico roll? <laughs> I think it needs to be protected because I hear people using it in all the wrong sorts of... Uh, they're calling people chicky babes. I don't like that mm. at all, OK? It's classic Chico roll. Um, I also like durry. That's durry, one. yes. Mom. Durry's a great one. Yeah, Mom, yeah. do I have to keep waiting in the car? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> See, this is exactly what's happening, OK? So if he's watching all the TV and whatever, and now he sounds like this, it's embarrassing. What? I just want to watch some American Dad. Uh. <laughs> As you can see, the consumer corporations of America have infiltrated Australian soils. Uh, I'm also speaking now with uh, an American corporation leader. Okay. <laughs> As sure. you can hear. <laughs> yeah. I understand okay. you. Okay. So you're in what? media. <laughs> I'm sorry, you need to let me... I don't understand. Sorry. Uh, Can um, you speak up? Americans do tend to speak over Australians, uh, especially when they're... Tra oh, over, under? I don't understand with your crazy country. <laughs> what time is it there? <laughs> it's the same time you're in right now. Whoa, geography. <laughs> well, Osher, uh, I'm well, about... Well, Osher. <laughs> yes, it's, it's Osher with yes, an R. Yes, it's Osher with an R. At the end of it. Are you translating for... Am I translating Americans for watching Americans watching the program? program? <laughs> I don't think we air this outside of Australia. <laughs> I think we air this outside of Australia. I have no idea what that man just said. <laughs> I have no idea what that just <laughs> wow. It's in this reporter's personal opinion it's in that... It's this bloody <laughs> big no. stick in his nose. It's in this reporter's personal opinion that maybe the Italians got it right. For NTN NNN, I'm John Glover. Thank you. Yeah. And let's be honest, if uh, grammar pedantry and pronunciation pedantry is your thing, tonight you're more than welcome to join me and Luke Heggie as we ride our bicycles around Melbourne egging shop fronts that have abused apostrophes in their signage. <laughs> yeah, it's justice, Brisbane style. We are going to take an actual ad break now to pay people to help me make this particular podcast and we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, finally, to the weather! Guest weather reporter Georgia Lavers at the Yarrawonga Lawn Tennis Club for the 125th Easter Tennis Tournament in Georgia. You're playing in the Celebrity Mixed Doubles match tomorrow. How are you feeling about it? Look, Osha, thanks so much for joining me here. It is all scenes here. I'm feeling pretty excited. I've got Whoa, my tennis sorry, outfit on. Me. Oh, got yes. Little... Oh, and we've got someone joining us here yeah, today. I'm just going to wash my tank here if I, that's okay. <laughs> You might want to back up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Osha, here in Yarrawonga... Um... <laughs> it's a small town, so uh, the eligible men pool is quite small as well. Lucky... Like, need a clean-up on our floor, Oh, this is a safety hazard. I'm going to come back. Thank you so Don't much. worry, don't worry. I'm a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, uh, let's start with Tasmania. What's the, what's the weather this weekend like in Tasmania? Look, in Tasmania, it is extra hot today because we've got yeah, it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and weather in Victoria this weekend, Georgia? Well, in Victoria, where my husband lives, uh, it is getting... <laughs> temperatures are dropping rapidly. Yeah, uh, that's how I felt when I didn't get invited to your wedding, even though I introduced you. <laughs> Fucking sad. <laughs> well, Osher, it's fair to say it is getting icy down here. I better put uh, on some more appropriate shoes for this tennis match in the ice, ice cold of my marriage. Uh, Back to you. <laughs> uh, George, just before we go, Queenslanders, it is, you know, it's coming into winter time there. What's the weather going to be like this weekend? Well, in Queensland, as you know, there is a new in AFL Wayland, team. Queensland, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Buonasera, grazie mille. Georgia, it's been fantastic to have you back on the tools and don't feel bad about it. Sam and Snares and Tim and Anna and uh, Lockie and Arena, none of them fucking invited me. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie and Laura did invite me, don't worry about it. But I'm wah, so wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the weather, George. Hello! Stay there, stay there. <laughs> now, that is all the time we have for tonight's broadcast. We'll be back here at the Malt House Theatre tomorrow at 7.15pm with more news that will truly make realise all we really have is this moment, this moment 
right fucking here. So we better work as hard as we can to fill it with love for ourselves and for each other. Thank you so much for being a part of the news tonight. On behalf of the entire NTNN NNN news team right across the globe, I'm Osher Ginsberg. Good night, Australia. <laughs>